People are full of stories. When you get right down to it, we live and breathe them. So it stands to reason that any place that is full of people is doubly full of stories. Some of them are anecdotes, some of them are tales, and some of them are even legends. The more people there are in any given place, the deeper and more beautiful the library of that place, which just might be its greatest treasure. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am a tale full of sound and fury signifying nothing. It is me, your host, King Cat. Yay! Is this a knife I see before me? This is Kirsten, who's kind of also likes knives, but plays Penelope, who loves knives. Bold new direction. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical Kathleen. (laughs) (laughs) And Nick is also here. Nick is also here! I like this bold new intro direction because it makes me have to come up with fewer things. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even dunk on Kirsten for it because it turned out very conveniently for me. Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party recovered from their little incident when they were jumped by a lesser daemon. And Voltha and Marilyn explained the job that the Albatross Legion has been on lately. People in noble circles in Stageport have been going missing, and they've been hired by a wealthy merchant to find out why, and to prevent him from meeting the same fate. The party decided, well, Penelope and Voltha decided that the best solution was disguises for another party. Tissa wasn't quite so sure. Then, Gideon Gaius Merciful showed up with food to share with her old co-legionnaires, and together they decided to do a little investigation of their own. One with fewer disguises. Investigation team, go. So, for the first time in a while, our three adventurers are all apart. Cobb is at a fishing lodge with his young protege. They've just set out. Actually, since it's mid-morning now, they've probably been at it for a couple hours. Penelope and Voltha are shopping, and Tissa is just setting out with Gideon. Excited at the prospect to not do a disguise plan, and also at the prospect of dinner with Gideon's parents later in the day. Cobb is having a fine morning. At least, it is a fine morning. Cobb is having a very good morning, I'm going to say. While I don't think they're catching a ton of fish just yet, like, that's that's only half of fishing. A lot of fishing is, you know, relaxing, being out there, just hanging out. Mm Mm-hmm. And that right now is at a big A+. Yeah, it is a beautiful morning. The sky is still as clear as it was when you first got up at dawn. The air has warmed up a little bit. It's no longer biting at you. And you're both just kind of lazing about on a little fishing boat just big enough for the two of you. Haven't caught a ton, 
So that's quite a bunch. He's pretty good at it. Fishing was all he did growing up in Chelris. As the day rounds the corner into noon, Sot starts kind of getting a little bit drowsy and starts dozing off a little bit. It's about to be a sunny afternoon, after all. And there is a pleasant breeze over the bay. As Sot starts to drift off, I I think Cobb will probably put the hat over Sot just that way he doesn't get sunburned on his face sleeping in the sun. Aw. And does Cobb get any messages from Marilyn at all at this time? Cobb has gotten a message from Marilyn about investigating things? He was not paying super close attention and just kind of said, "Uh uh-huh, that sounds good. Oh, you're going with Tissa? Oh, she's great. (laughs) Oh, I know Tissa. (laughs) Oh, I know Tissa. Yeah. Very cute. Very cute. So, Penelope, we are shopping for a butler outfit for you. Yes. Tails, shiny shoes. Gotta have those tails. (laughs) Got to. So it takes the two of you a while to find a place. This isn't Wiltha's usual style, after all. But eventually they do find a place that has suits with tails and bow ties and, yes, very shiny shoes. Ooh. Hmm... You can hardly do a good makeover montage in a place with only one kind of clothes. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, let's see. Let's see what what the options are. I I Mm. haven't looked too much at suits. Mm. It's not my usual. So... Me either. It's a whole new world. Yeah. Maybe there are more options than I can at first think of. Mm. So here's my plan. Voltha explains through the dressing room door as Penelope wrestles her way into a suit. My thought is that while I'm mm, pretending to party, undercover, mind you, you can be listening in at the tables under the guise of bringing them tiny snacks. Ooh, okay. So if anyone at the party is, say, involved in this colluding with someone else... Maybe they will let something slip. Because they wouldn't think about talking in front of someone bringing them tiny snacks. No, they think the people who bring them tiny snacks are invisible. And then I can come bring you tiny snacks with messages. (gasps) Oh, messages in the tiny snacks. Oh, we need to come up with signals, don't we? Don't, don't. We definitely need to come up with signals. Okay. Like, what? The plan is becoming more complicated. Hmm. Hmm. True. That's not a bad thing. It just means that we need to focus. Okay. Yes, yes. I okay. can focus. I, I got this. All right. What on earth is the difference between these two suits? Oh, I get it. This part is a little bit longer. And this button's a little bit different. Does that really merit a whole new suit? Guess. And eventually, Penelope comes out of the fitting room and a helpful tailor appears and starts taking some measurements. Oh, you're going to tailor this for me. Thank you. It's going to look so cool. It's a good look. You know, I might upgrade my wardrobe a little bit. 
Mm. The suit look accentuates your shoulders. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Weirdly, it makes you look tougher. <gasps> oh, like a fancy bouncer. No, don't tell her that. <laughs> Penelope kind of like flexes in front of the mirror and is like, oh, yeah. This irritates the tailor as they're trying to like keep my <laughs> Yeah, the, ta <laughs> the tailor's got pins in their mouth. <laughs> They're just desperately trying to wrangle Penelope. <laughs> Penelope doesn't stand still for long. <laughs> it's not easy for her to do. Now, I hate saying this because I'm still a little hungover, but once we've got a disguise, we should probably go back to headquarters and hammer out a more detailed plan. Right, right, right. And then that, because the more on point we are with this, the more seamless it'll be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we could come up with the signals. That part, yes. Mm. I know some signals. Oh, oh, you do? I'm a sailor. Right. <gasps> You'll have to teach me. But I suppose you can't really carry a lantern around because your hands will be full of tiny snacks. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I could arrange the tiny snacks in a certain way. Oh. Or the different way I hold the tray. Very clever. We'll get the better of these rich folks yet. Meanwhile, Tessa and Marilyn and Gideon leave the Albatross Legion headquarters, ready to go do a somewhat more low-key investigation. <laughs> it is a beautiful morning. There's not a cloud to be seen. The wind is a little bit cool, just cool enough that you don't get uncomfortable as the heat of the day starts to rise. Even in the undercity of Stageport, it's a little bit warm. And people are bustling around the underground market. The city has already begun to do its business. Hmm. So where are we headed? Well, I suppose that depends on, on Tissa. Where did you want to start? Well, you know the everything better than I do, but if there's a demon and everyone's worried, you, you think that people would just... I don't understand why people wouldn't just talk about that, and we could ask and they would tell us? Mm. Well, we can certainly ask, but we have to be careful because we might get information that is not entirely accurate or is leading. Hmm. Unless we rough them up? Then I think we just get kicked out. <laughs> but let me think. There's a couple who are much easier to get along with than the others. Hmm. You know, I, I used to know a fella who had uh, an orange tree I don't know if he's still there, but we might be able to find someone in the area, though, who uh, is a little more personable, or at the very least is willing to maybe talk a little bit more about this sort of thing. I know what you're proposing, and I love it. And um, with everyone's permission, I'm going to take us right there. Sounds good. Hey, Kirsten. Yes? How do you feel about reprising an old character? All right. Okay. We cut to the top of a rundown building in Stageport. It's a couple stories tall. 
it used to be better maintained. Used to be that it was state of the art. And they charge a fairly high rent once upon a time. But for as long as Marilyn can remember, the building has been falling apart around the edges. However hard the only remaining tenant tries to keep it in shape. That tenant operates a rooftop garden. One that takes full advantage of the sunlight available from the top of the city. And... Once upon a time, that gardener in the slums of Stageport would have been the Duke of Sterenvale. His ancestors fled the country in the flood. He's never been there and doesn't remember it. Hypothetically, he still has a title. But mostly what he does is raises plants and shares them with the children in the slums. There is a little tea table set up on the roof of the building. Made of wrought iron, very old, but meticulously repainted regularly. There is a young woman who appears with a tray of teacups and a teapot. She is dark-skinned and conceals her hair beneath a scarf. And she smiles and sets down the tea service and sits down next to her father, Duke Henry. A very old, by this time, dark-skinned man with a slight gray beard and tight white curls on his head. His demeanor is quiet and gentle. And Kirsten, would you describe this gentleman's wife? You meet a older woman probably later 50s. Her skin has been wrinkled with much sun, but her eyes still twinkle of someone a little bit younger than her face might say. She's a slight woman. She walks with a cane. And um, you see her sitting beside Duke Henry. She has a sandwich in her hand and is sipping from a pretty china cup her tea. There is, in the middle of the garden where you find yourselves, an enormous orange tree. Its boughs spread out over everything and are crowned with little pale lemony yellow flowers everywhere you look. They've started to fall into the rest of the flowers. There's a little carpet of them on the ground. And in front of this tree, there is an old coat of arms battered by time. This was once the shield of Sterenvale. Now all that's left of the old town is its duke and its oranges. Marilyn, says the duke, slowly and with a broad smile. Oh, Henry, yes, so nice to see you. Farah, Felicity, it's been a little while. Oh, and, uh, My guests, I have Tissa and Gideon. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Won't you join us for some tea? We're just sitting down. Mm. Mm. I am Henry, Henry Sterenvale. This is my garden. This is my youngest daughter, Farah. The tea is her doing. She's quite a master. And Farah waves him off, but smiles. 
And this is Duchess Felicity Sachs Starenvale. It's a pleasure. It's been a while since we've seen you, Marilyn. Staying out of trouble, I hope. Oh, well, I mean, yes and no. I I do get into trouble professionally now, and Marilyn holds up the mantle of her little capelet to show the uh to show the albatross legion brooch that she has on it. I forgot the word albatross there for a second. Oh, wow. Oh, a profession, Marilyn. Wonderful. Those can be hard to find these days. And he comes up behind you and gently tucks a chair in behind Marilyn. Oh, much, much appreciated. Much appreciated. Come sit, sit down, everybody. Sit down. And please have, have some sandwiches as well. They're seasoned with some of my favorite chives that I, that I just picked from the garden. I hope, I hope you like them. Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you. Thank You're you. most welcome. Felicity has always been an amazing gardener and botanist. So I'm sure they are the best. I do try. It's it's one of the ways that I feel we can we can all connect with our surroundings and our community. It's mm. lovely when people come here to look at the garden and uh, appreciate nature. We don't have you know, as much of it around here as we used to. That's what I was thinking is there's not very much here. But this is nice. It's very high up. I used to see this tree all the time. Oh. And I used to wonder what else was up here. Well, I'm glad you could come and see it for yourself. It's so pretty. Thank you. Well, this tree hasn't always been there. This tree was a gift from a very special little girl who went all the way out into the veldt to find a sapling for me. Much to my chagrin, but it worked out in the <laughs> end. Well, I wish she hadn't, but I'm grateful she did, if that makes any sense. We do have to remember how it is to be young. She kind of... We were that way once, ourselves. <laughs> Farah giggles. She knows her father well enough to know that he was never particularly adventurous. <laughs> but... Marilyn, unless I'm much mistaken, you haven't come for a pleasure visit or you'd have brought the children. Yes, this is unfortunately a, a business today. There has been, and I'm sure you've heard, a, uh, there's been disappearances recently and uh, it has fallen on us at the Albatross Legion to look into them. Mm. And as the disappearances have been in the uh, well-to-do part of town, we were looking for some information. I know you are not exactly the party animal that you maybe once were, but... Uh, <laughs> well, never been particularly wealthy either, but... That being said, I do know that some of the more well-to-do in town do appreciate the uh, sense of history you bring to this part of town, and I know that you know at least a couple of them, and we were kind of wondering who would be good to go speak with who wouldn't give us the um, runaround, shall we say? Mm. I think I do know what you're talking about. Not people I know personally, but I heard rumors that wealthy people in Stageport were going missing. There's a demon, maybe. Oh. 
Well, there's definitely a demon because we've had to fight off a demon. Um, but we think that the demon is probably involved in that sort of stuff because no one has suggested elsewise yet. It's been a long time since I've heard about a demon in Stageport, and he looks over at Felicity. Felicity shares a worried look. Wow. It has to have been at least ten years or so now. Oh, it can't have been that long. It can't have been... Well, maybe seven or eight, but it was it was a while ago. The Emerald Duchess. That's the last one that I remember seeing. Mm. We mostly deal with horrors over at the Albatross Legion. This one is mm. still in the wheelhouse, shall we say, but um, you know how it is. Yes. Have you spoken to the Redwaters? Not personally, no, but I know we have correspondence with them. But that would be a good place to start. I'm sure they'd be a lot more open to giving us some information than anyone else would be. Yes, their their oldest girl pops by every now and again for a visit. She's lovely. Angela. Anjin. They might be worth speaking to on the subject. They roll in some of those circles. Wish I knew more demon stories. Hmm. Well, maybe it's for the best that those aren't the most common. Hmm. I suppose after the fear we went through last time, you're absolutely correct. So this isn't a normal thing. Okay. No, no, it's um, generally pretty quiet here on the demon front. Hey, Kirsten... I hate to put you on the spot. Actually, that's false. I love to put you on the spot because it's funny to me. Okay. (laughs) Felicity is an arcanist, but she was built before the current rules. Correct. If if Felicity were built in the current rules, she would have a familiar. Ooh, okay, okay. Have you got any idea what Felicity's familiar might be like? A magpie. Wow, okay. That was fast. That was. (laughs) Anything weird about this magpie or does it look normal? I think mostly normal. Maybe if you look close at the eyes, there's a bit of a gold iris to them. Like a, mm. a brighter gold iris, but for the most part, appears normal. Okay. Is Felicity's demon here? Yes, in the orange trees is um, Persephone's favorite place. Cute. So Persephone's hopping around in the tree, just having a merry old time. And I think perhaps, dear, Henry says, and he sets his teacup down. Perhaps we ought to do a little bit of research of our own and compare notes with Marilyn and her friends at a later date. I think that would be best. I'm not so great in the field anymore, but I can definitely pass on as much as we can find and help you be as prepared as possible. Thank you. Rotha and Red were talking about parties and disguises and infiltration, <laughs> and that seemed very complicated to me. And I, um, so, so th- this is better. Thank you. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we can at least, uh, yeah, create a plan that's a little bit more straightforward <laughs> 
for sure. It's... Well, I'm sure once they get a little older, they'll gain your appreciation for the straightforward and sensible things in life. Some people take longer to get there than others, but most people get there. Tissa looks at Gideon. I don't think she's used to being called sensible. (laughs) Gideon gives what you have come to recognize as her yes, this makes sense nod. Okay. (laughs) Oh, and um, here, I, I, I couldn't let you go without sharing something. And Felicity goes into the kitchen and waves her younger daughter with her. And then returns, this is Farah's best blend. It's my favorite. And it's right in season right now. It's, it's one with orange blossoms right from our tree here. Take this with you. It, it'll help give you some energy. You're going to need it. With- Thank you. It smells really nice. Thank you. I'm a little bit spoiled as a tea blender growing up up here. And I think Felicity just kind of blushes slightly. Doesn't take compliments easy, I guess. (laughs) The best tea in the city comes from up here, but thanks so much for uh, giving us some help, everybody. Um, Oh, and Felicity, how are those little uh, water flowers that Lily brought over? Are they doing well? They are. You know, it it was a little bit of a learning curve for me because I'm not as familiar with things from the Coral Coast, but... I was able to, to get it to to um, to work here. Let me show you. And um, can I say there's like a little like fountain or something in the middle? Or like a little pond that has these flowers? I don't see why not. Sweet. They're taking quite well now. Uh, once I kind of got the conditions and um, the type of soil and how to care for them, they flourished. Oh, they do look lovely up here. Although, huh, these ones are all white. Weird. Mm. But there's other colors. Well, we have one other color. It's sort of a deep purple. There's only one of them, though. I was kind of wondering if it was... I guess it's just a weird one. Oh, my. No, this is... Thank you. This is very interesting. I will have to research... No, well, first... First the demon. But, uh... That is... I will jot that down. That is interesting. Yeah, when this is all done, feel free to swing by. I'm sure Lily would love to go over some plants with you. That would be so lovely. It, it has been a while since I've been there. I need to be better about coming more frequently. Well, when she and Stephen get back, I will let them know. Thank you. And thanks for again for the tea. And all right, everybody, I think we have our uh, marching orders, as it were. Mm. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. And uh, Felicity nods. And Marilyn... It was lovely to see you again. I'm glad that you're, you know, staying out of trouble. And <laughs> Come back anytime you like. We don't do much up here. We mostly just read. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to come back with the other one. I'm sure her elk would love to hang out here in the garden. Oh, I bet she would. It's a little bit quieter up here. Oh, mm. there, there is a... Another one traveling with you. Yeah, and the big guy, but he is fishing. Oh, that sounds lovely. Well, your companions are welcome anytime as well. Thank you. How do you get the water all the way up here? Well, um, mostly it comes down here. 
Mm. You dig a spot for rainwater and it... Uh, also, sometimes we have Stephen bring it up in buckets. Sometimes we, we don't... We're very grateful <laughs> for Stephen's help with some of our more tenacious physical labor. He is a good helper for sure. If he doesn't get distracted. If he doesn't get distracted, which he's young. He's young, Felicity. I'm sure he'll settle down at some point. I hope so. If his sister doesn't murder him first. <laughs> Lily adores him. Marilyn has no expression. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe the next plan is to visit your client. I guess so. Let's visit the Redwater Estate. You know, I think they sent Wutha out here to check in on them, so I hope she had a good first impression with them. Maybe. Um, the other one. And, mm. Why are there walls everywhere? Everything has walls over here. Most of the rest of the city, it's not walls. That's what you do when you have more money than sense. Hmm. So, uh, I believe Marilyn takes the party next to a... Listen, by the standards of the other houses you see in its immediate vicinity, it is modest. And I feel like I need to get ahead of that because it is huge. <laughs> Wrought iron fences and everything. Doors one and a half to two times as tall as a person. Why does the ceiling need to be all the way up there? Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Lush curtains cover the windows in rich colors. There's art, of course. Fabulous art. Beautiful art. Some of it, Tissa, you can tell very soulful and thoughtful and well planned out. Mm -hmm. Some of it merely pictures of people looking dispassionately at the viewer, which... I may be taking a leap here, but I don't think Tissa particularly appreciates those ones as much. Not as much. And you are greeted at the door by, well, you suddenly realize there might be some merit to Penelope's plans as you are greeted at the door by a person in a stiff suit with tails and everything. <laughs> Marilyn is still kind of looking at the art. I wonder if I'll ever see Steven's stuff up here someday. I'm sure he'd like that. Mm. Oh, and hello, yes. Hello. I am Marilyn Stageport of the Albatross Legion. These are my oh. colleagues, Tissa and Gideon oh. Gaius Merciful. Hello. Mm -hmm. I'll go let the family know that you're calling. Please make yourself comfortable in the waiting room. Thank you. And the figure disappears into another huge door. You can hear their footsteps clicking along on shiny floors. Uh, these big rooms always... I don't know, there's something creepy about them. Mm. I feel exposed. This is a waiting room, but it's as big as your whole place? Mm. Yeah, our waiting room is tiny. <laughs> I say our, but mostly it's yours. No, yeah... Like, I think it's this... Tissa sort of, like, walks from one to the other. Because I think that that's, like, the whole distance that you have there. And there's still more. Mm. What do you think is bigger, this house or the Westbreaker? Um, 
It's, it's got to be this house, right? They wouldn't give the big guy a boat that big, would they? The Westpaker's pretty big, but this house feels... I'd have to walk from one one to the other, but th there's something about this that feels big. Yeah, this is right. It just feels big here. No, I think that you're right. It, like, exposed. Because mm -hmm. Tissa looks up at the ceiling. That's a long way away. Right? Unless you're on the deck, the Westbreaker ceilings are so low. Penelope always bonks herself. Yeah. 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 We don't. We're not as big as Penelope. The big guy never bonks himself either. No, he... Yeah. Hmm. I just realized that we are team small people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just littles. We don't have curtains, though. Not like these. It would be nice if we had curtains. These ones look soft. Wouldn't they get all wet? Well, there's inside. There's mm. inside. It is soft. Mm. You're right, it is. Is this why you have curtains, is so you can touch them? Maybe so the wind has something to play with. Mm. Mm. As Tissa and Gideon are petting the curtains, the butler returns with a familiar figure, Angie and Redwater. A tall, muscular young lady with no sleeves on her stiff coat and hair pulled back in a severe black ponytail. Hello again, she says. Oh, hello. Can I help you? Um, uh, yes, we had some questions. In order to help us, and Marilyn kind of turns to Tissa. Uh, Marilyn, I don't know, I don't think she was expecting to get this far. Usually when I come here, they kick me out by now. <laughs> um, I guess everyone seems to think that this is really secretive for some reason, and I don't understand why I think we should. Um, so could you tell us a little bit more about what you know? And she crosses over into one of the chairs and settles easily into it crosses her legs and you can see she's wearing stiff, high-heeled, shiny boots. What do you need to know? Please, have a seat. Um, okay. Most of what we know is that people in the circles that my father attends, I don't know. Acquaintances of my father's have gone missing. Many of them in the same business. Textiles, by the way. So my father grew concerned that he would be next, that someone in our house would be next. So we reached out to the Albatross Legion, whose reputation had reached us, and have hired them on to find out what's going on before uh, father or myself or I suppose even another family member goes missing. Mm. It started, I suppose you'll need that, uh, about a month ago was the first disappearance. And who was the first? That would be uh, Mr. Jeff Redscraft. And how long was it between his disappearance and the next? 
Roughly a week, I'd say. Has that been the gap between most of them or all of them? No. Um, uh, let me think. About a week after Mr. Redscraft went missing, two people did simultaneously from two different companies. They weren't people I knew personally. Their names escaped me, but they were business associates of fathers. Hmm. And that was when he panicked and contacted the Albatross Legion. There was also one disappearance last week. Similar person? Different? Mm. Uh, the youngest daughter of father's trading partner. Hmm. And these disappearances, are, are they noticed in the morning? Does it occur at specific times? Uh, at night, always. Okay. The demon found us at night, too. But we weren't anywhere near here. Were they all around here? Were they by somewhere else? I don't know where textiles are. Well, um, the Redscrafts live just up the street. Um, Father's trading partner lives closer to the docks. And I don't know enough about the middle two victims to say much, I'm afraid. Were all of them ever in the same location at the same time? A party? Of course. Okay. Of course. Um, same social circles. I couldn't point to a party where all four of them were in the same place, but none of them were uncommon to see at parties. That's uh, why Miss Farways and I went to the party together yesterday. You're okay? Hmm? Because uh, Damon found us, but you're okay? Y yes. Uh, oh, nothing's happened to me so far. Well, that's good. But the Damon must have been after Miss Farways. That was our guess, saying as it she was the only one of us who had been here, or at least... It did attack you mostly, though. Did you make it mad? I'm just lucky, I guess. Mm. I mean, Miss Farways did punch Elm Leavescraft, but he had it coming. And other than maybe a, a bloody nose and a bruised ego, has he been okay? I wouldn't know. Um, I haven't heard anything happening to him, but... We don't keep in regular enough contact that I'd notice him going missing after a day, I'm afraid. Mm. You you know his name. Does that mean he's important or is he just a guy? Um, well, I know a lot of people's names. Oh. Yes. But he is, in the end, just a guy. Mm. Not a particularly bright one, but a, a guy like any other. Okay. Our host was Jeff Nagling. And here's the funny thing. If you think that I've prepared even the important names in advance, you don't know, Kat. I have been keeping score. <laughs> Why did I decide to do an arc where I had to incorporate or I had to name people? This is ludicrous. Um... If I may ask you a question, mm -hmm. has anything happened to Miss Farways? She's not with you. Oh, uh, where 
doing just different things for today. She's fine. Ah, she is currently um, researching. Oh, right. She had mentioned something about something about disguises when I was there earlier this morning. Yeah, quite forgotten. Yeah, they're doing disguises, and I don't think I understand. Um, but you're very helpful, and that's nice, and I feel better about that. I'm glad to hear it. I would really rather my father and myself stay here and healthy. Mm. And if there's anything you need toward that end, please come find me. Yes, that would be ideal. Uh, one, one thing... Could you help us get into, I, I know there's going to be another party here soon. It is that time of year. There's not much else to do. Do you think you might be able to give us an invite or two? Mm. Or at the very least, do you think you might be able to get uh, somebody extra on the wait staff? Absolutely. Ban Nagling is having a party in a couple days. I actually just finished speaking with her. Is that the same one as you mentioned earlier, or with the same one that you mentioned earlier? And this is making, like, pointing together gestures. Yes. Mm. Um, Ban is a friend of mine. Uh, she lives with her cousin, Jeff Nagling, who I already mentioned. I've already spoken to her, and the two of us are going to be hosting a party here at this manor. Oh, it's going to be here. I mm. Mm. And just sort of as an aside, uh, Marilyn turns to Tissa. I don't know this one very well. I was kind of hoping it would be at the Naglings. Oh. Unfortunately, I can't make any staffing decisions for the Naglings. Well, I guess, um, I guess we, we will play the hand we're dealt. Uh, but thank you. Um, would you mind... Um, showing us around a little, just... Sure. And yeah, Marilyn mostly wants to get a lay of the land because I don't think she has ever worked here, shall we say. So, Anjin spends a couple more hours showing you all around the grounds. Showing you where the kitchen is, making some introductions to the kitchen staff, all of whom are very busy and do not really seem to have the time to meet their <laughs> employer's acquaintances, but they're friendly nonetheless. And eventually Anjin shows you to an open garden. This is where we're planning on doing it, a garden party. There are trees, there are hedges. Marilyn, you can have a field day. Marilyn is already plotting out routes in her head. <laughs> and... There is a building that you can see from this back garden with a big spire. And I think as you finish up your tour, the big bell tower in it starts chiming. Boy, we've been we've been out for quite a while today, haven't we, Tessa? Yeah. Yeah. Um Tessa, there is something weird and hungry about the sound of that bell. Hmm. And with that, I think it's memory time. I really enjoyed visiting Felicity and Henry again. I really liked their relationship 
when we played before and it's just, it's really sweet. And like the rooftop garden, I just could picture it so clearly. And that was, that was really nice. I liked that. That was fun to make a cat do that. (laughs) (laughs) You say make, but like Henry's one of my all time favorite NPCs. I love that guy. He's just like the quintessential heroic chord NPC. He's there to help people. He's there to be part of his community. He's kind of what I want this game to be and represent. I love that guy. You called it out yourself, but I was really hoping to get to say that uh, Jeff is just such a fine aristocratic name. (laughs) (laughs) That's why there's two Jeffs in this list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, and this is like, we've seen mayors named Jeff. We've seen like various like card games and plants named after Jeff. Like, it's an important name. Yeah. There was a large country with a King Jeff once, and now everybody's named Jeff. (laughs) There you go. Deep (laughs) Jeff lore. Deep Jeff lore. That's what you're here for, listener. The Deep Jeff lore. (laughs) Deep Jeff lore is also, like, a very popular, like, singer around. Sort of like folk ballads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like all of the famous historical epics. Oh, yes. Of that. And like, they're very dreamy, like eyes you could just get lost in. Ooh. I will also say, I think my, so my memory, which I have been putting off for reasons, mostly because I couldn't think of one, but I did think of one. I really enjoyed actually having Tissa kind of kind of drive for a little bit, as it were. Well, Tissa was glad to have Marilyn along. We'll just say it that way. <laughs> Tissa didn't have to introduce anyone, and that was probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my favorite thing, though, was just having Tissa get to meet the Duke. Yeah. No, like a rooftop garden in the middle of Stageport is a nice place to be. Aww. Yeah, Felicity like was it. like super touched when and you're like, it's, be- it's beautiful here. You're like, yeah, I noticed there's not as much nature here, but here it's beautiful. And I was like, oh, she really liked that. Tissa spends a lot of time in Stageport being bewildered. This is, this is absolutely true. But it's nice to have plants. Mm. It's, it's always, hey, listener, it's nice to have plants. It's nice to have plants. Thank you so much for joining us, listener. And thank you all for playing with me this week. I had such a fun time. I love when we play together because I like you guys a lot. Aw, me too. Interesting cat trivia. And I like you a lot, listener. And if you like us, you can tell us. On the web form on peachgardengames.com or on Twitter at peachgardenrpgs. Or by joining the Heroic Discord, which is in the episode description. Come chat with us on Discord. You can also find us on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, along with our cool network friends. You can tell all of us about how much you like plants. Mm-hmm. Please do. Mm-hmm. Please, this is not, this isn't a bit, listener. Please do. Also, if you have pictures of your plants, we would also like to see them. hmm <laughs> Share plant pictures with us. And did we have any other business? I guess all that we have left to do is say, bye, listener. 
Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next we time. We love you. Bye. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Hi, welcome to the Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests. I'm back, baby. Play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is. This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye.